And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday. It is Tuesday, right? Tuesday, as we find unity from the Father, through the Son, and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, a classic saying that is mostly distorted. Ooh, mostly distorted is that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Wrong. Oh, wrong. You can't say that, Dave. Sinful humans always operate with a stained soul. Job 14.4 states there is no way a human can be completely pure. And what people often see as waste or useless actions, like sending prayers to others because of a disaster, People who see that as a waste, turns out that there's something beautiful in the eyes of God that is wasteful in the eyes of men. We're going to dive into that because perspective is not someone's right or privilege if it's an insult to God. Ooh, that's mean. Next, I think I can, I think I can, I know I can, I know I can, I can, I can. Let's all acknowledge that for a train, this is a good book. And to teach people that they should try solid biblical principle. The problem is that when we get older and more steeped in sin, we start to use this mantra for our personal philosophy. We take this attitude into activities that show how great we are all by ourselves. Quick question. Where did that breath come from for you or me to do anything? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Finally, you got to love divine discipline. Okay, maybe you don't got to love it, but you should understand its purpose. God doesn't spank us, and that's right, I said spank, because he's bored or angry. God disciplines us because he loves us too much to let us keep going in the wrong direction. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, it'll be Captain Chris that you talk to. It's like a moment in time you never want to forget because then you will be... Come on, those are getting good. <laughs> Come 
<laughs> That's getting pretty good. All right, here's the bottom line. You might have an opinion, a thought, a comment, a question. It's not a Kvetch Fest, right? Not a Kvetch. It's Kvetch Fest 2022. No, it's not. Here's the deal. There's lots of stuff going on, and there's lots to complain about. Yeah, sure. I get it. I'm with you. Okay? Here's the deal. Not now. Okay? You want to do that in an hour and a half? Great. You want to do that in two hours? Great. Not now. Not here. Our goal here is to encourage one another daily— That'd be uh, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. As we see the day approaching, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Let's do that now, and then you can do the other stuff later. And just, so that's why we say if you have a praise report or a prayer request, you got something you want to share, something you want people to join you in, something that we can support one another in, we want to support that and give you that opportunity to reach out to us. In the meantime, we also do this thing called Bible Trivia. Answer this, please, if you can. After the disciples had caught no fish all night long. Jesus told them to go out into the deep and let down their nets. What happened? What happened when Jesus told them to do that? To go out into the deep. We just came back in. You want us to go back out? Yeah. What happened? When they did that, if you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at he must increase org. We do have something that has come up from earlier in the show, and that is if you do want a bumper sticker. What? No-cost bumper sticker. It doesn't mean it's getting to you tomorrow. But no-cost bumper sticker that says God created the universe. He can write a book, www.hemustincrease.org. We will be glad to send you one, two, or three, depending on what you need. You just got to send out to us either by email. I guess you can do it by text, but we need an address because you can text me, and I can walk outside my front door and throw you the bumper sticker, but I'm pretty sure... Birdie will grab it before it hits the ground. That's, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> that dog is a challenge. Let me just, <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, we got that covered. We got that covered. The trivia question, pretty straightforward, I think. You know, Jesus, you know, the uh, fishermen, the professional fishermen who've been doing that their whole lives know what's going on. But after the disciples caught no fish all night long, Jesus told them to go out into the deep and let down their nets. Then what happened. That's what we're looking for. If you think you know, call us 972-445-0770. Text 214-210-8483. Send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Have we covered everything? Please, when you pray for the audience, I just have this real, but it's not a heaviness, but just this thought process. Uh, pray for people's health. Just pray for one another's health. Just one of those things. I think some people are really struggling in that area. And just keep in mind that those that refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And sometimes when you pray for other people for health issues, some health issues come back towards you because uh, what a man sows, that shall he also reap. So keep that in mind. Let's get into our text. This is something I've wanted to say for a while. I'm kind of careful on certain things. But, you know, we have a lot of disasters in our in our uh country and in our world. And and for those that are not aware, 200 years ago, we didn't have the same media system that we have now. So when something would happen in, let's say, you know, one place or one part of the world, they didn't know within one millisecond in the other part of the world. It took months and, and, and sometimes years to get that information. Okay. 
All right. So knowing that, now we're in a society where everything that happens gets reported like right away. There's no, I mean, the the difference between it happening and the reporting can be under 60 seconds and often is, okay? I want to read you this portion. I want you to understand something and why I'm making that statement. Matthew chapter 26, verses 7 through 10 say this. A woman came up to him with an alabaster flask of very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head and he recli- as he reclined at the table. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. Oh, the religious people are great, aren't they? But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. In the world's mind, from a religious spirit, not a I want to love Jesus spirit, but from a religion, rules of men spirit, it's like, she shouldn't have done that. We should have taken that money. We should have sold it. We could have given the money to the poor, which, by the way, you find out in the Gospel of John, the reason this was said was because Judas was behind this. He was the keeper of the money, and he used to steal money for himself. So I'm not sure where you can associate people saying, do this for the poor, but then they actually take the money. I don't know where that is in American government, but I think it's there somewhere. Anyhow, what's called human waste, why this waste? is in the divine part of things beautiful. A good example of that in today's society is when something bad does happen, right? So uh, we had that over the weekend. We had the rabbi and the people in the temple, and uh, somebody uh, went in there and kidnapped them, or, you know, holding them at gunpoint, holding them hostage. So one of the things that Dr. Robert Jeffers said, which I thought was really good, was, look, we're praying for these people right now actively while this is going on. We're asking God to give us a graceful ending to it, da-da-da-da. Then there's a whole other group of people saying, what's prayer going to do? And you see, those are the people that are in the human waste management system. They're stupid. And the reason they're stupid is because they don't understand something that's beautiful to the heart and mind of God. What God sees as something beautiful, sinful man sees as a waste. And that's the problem. You will find as we go through 2022, and if the Lord tarries whatever whatever length, that this distinction will become much more specific. And you at some point will not just be ridiculed on a public cable news station, but you will be ridiculed by the masses for praying and asking for God's help. If you don't think that's happening, you're not reading your Bible very much. What God sees as beautiful, man sees as a waste. Make sure you understand there's a difference. And what they did and what this woman did for Jesus was an honor. And what the people wanted done was a shame, even though it sounds so religious. Okay? All right, trivia. Okay, all right, trivia. Okay, right, trivia. After the disciples had caught no fish all night long, Jesus told them to go out into the deep and let down their nets. What happened? They caught so many fish that their nets began to break and their boats began to sink. 
That's why, even though it doesn't make sense, you and I are supposed to do what Jesus tells us to do. The results are always different. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. Until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly, and that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finished my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he no I don't know why that here's what I do know God is a still a loving God he still is in charge here's what I do know here's what I do know here's what I do know The David Spoon experience Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I will reiterate, which I did not reiterate before. So we have sent out everybody's giving receipts. If you did not get them, reach out to me and let me know. Or if they are incorrect, you don't you don't get that off that's 
typically at work or somewhere you get your little receipt, your thing from work, and they never say, reach out to us if it's wrong. They go, there it is. Live with it, right? <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, we're just not that smart. Okay? So that's how that's going to go. Let's get ready for our next trivia question. Uh, you better You better play the horn. Better play the horn. All right, true or false, when Jesus healed 10 lepers, only two came back to thank Jesus. True or false? True or false? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, and then you can send an email, david at he must dot. Org. I have uh, what some people may consider a joke. Some people will consider it not very funny. We have lived through many a times of that, and we'll do so again. These are, of course, uh, a little bit of a throwback on the jokes because both of these are Christmas ones. That's not that far back, right? It's only, what, four, three, four weeks, whatever. What is this? They, is this like the 18th? This is the 18th already? Month. Oh, it's a month, right? Yikes. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay. This one's cute. If you don't think it's cute, there's something wrong. One Christmas, a mother asked her young daughter if she could name two of Santa's reindeer. Rudolph and Olive, replied the young girl confidently. Rudolph and Olive, said the mother quizzically. Are you sure? Yes, Mommy. Rudolph and Olive, like the song. The song? Asked the mother, what song? The girl sang, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. Olive the other reindeer. <laughs> Come on, that's not bad. Olive the other <laughs> When I read that, I was like, I never thought of that in a billion years. <laughs> Olive the other reindeer. Okay. And this one's more funny if you're Jewish like me for Christmas, okay? One Christmas, a mother decided she was no longer going to remind her kids to send thank you notes. Consequently, the kid's grandmother never received any thanks for the Christmas checks she sent to the kids. The next Christmas... All the kids stopped by in person to thank their grandmother for the checks. When asked by a friend what caused that change in behavior, the grandmother replied, simple, I did not sign the checks. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. See, that's (laughs) just in case you're wondering. That is not only something my family would do. That is something I would do. I'm just telling you. Here's a check for $100. I hope you really enjoy it. Have a great Christmas. Love, Dad. And at the bottom where it says, I wouldn't sign it. (laughs) I would do that exact thing. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't want to? Okay. Okay, here's our trivia question. True or false? Jesus, when Jesus healed the 10 lepers, only two came back to thank Jesus. 
Only two came back to thank Jesus. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770 or text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Now, it is actually—so somebody's calling in, so we're going to take that call, but it is actually—I uh, don't want to say it's a coincidence, but it's hilarious about what my next uh, DDD is in lieu of that joke— that we told about uh, the reindeer. Okay, was somebody ready? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Michael in Burleson. Hi, Michael. How are you? I am well, thank you. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I'm actually having a really good day enjoying. Sometimes you do the show, it's harder to do, and other times it's easier. Today is one of the easier days. So I, I like it because it's a little more fun that way. Glad to hear that. Yeah, thank you for asking me. I appreciate that. All right, straightforward, trying to nail it down. True or false, when Jesus healed 10 lepers, only two came back to thank Jesus. Well, as I remember correctly, it was one, so I'm going to say false. Correct, Amanda! Okay. You are so correct. That's right. Only one came back. Ten people got got touched by God, and only mm-hmm. one came back and said, thank you. <laughs> it's like, wow, right. that is not a good testimony for humanity, is it? That is not good right there. Excellent job. So did you, 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 you did it exactly correct. So is that, is that the first time you've called in on a trivia question? It sure is. Well, it's welcome. It's the first time I've been able to uh, memorize the phone number while I'm driving. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty tough, and I still have to read it off the card just to let you know. So don't feel bad. I do it all the time. What, what, what's our number? What are we doing? <laughs> great job. Thank you so much. Really, really great. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. God bless. God bless you. Bye. Bye-bye. Excellent job. All right. That's so funny. What he said is so true, though, right? It's like you just like, ah, yeah, the number is, uh, Right? I knew it until you asked me. Yeah, I mean, it's so, <laughs> so funny. It's right. As soon as you get on the spot, what is that number? What is that number? Now, I have had I have had this happen one time where I actually forgot my name on the intro. I've done that once. <laughs> it's Dave. Yeah, I don't know. I must have been like in left field. <laughs> I must have been visiting Mars or something. I don't know. All right, let me get to this uh, text, okay? All right. This is uh, called Do Re Mi. Wrong song. Okay, that's the name of this DDD. Second Kings ten eleven. If the Armenians are too strong for me, Joab said, then you will be my help. However, if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I will come to help you. So here's here without being super brilliant or any of that stuff. You help me if I need it. I'll help you if you need it. So it's really right. You and I. Or you and me is, I guess, the, the, the proper English. You and me, okay? It's not me, 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 okay? It's not me, me, me. It's not do, re, me. It's not me, ski. Here's the thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12 through 13. But this is what Paul wrote. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another says, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. Every time that is uh, mentioned, in that text, people go, I follow Jesus. I follow Christ. I follow Christ. That's the first thing they say. But you're missing. You're missing what Paul is saying. 
Of course we want to follow Jesus before any and uh, any other person. That's not what Paul is trying to communicate. He says this. One of you says, I follow Paul. I follow Paulus. I follow Cephas. I follow Christ. His very next statement, is Christ divided? See, that's how you know it's connected to this. He's like going, no, 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 no. The division is the problem. It's not I, 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 it's we. That's the problem. So when you have Joab and he's talking to his bro, it's like going, look, if it's too strong for, if they're too strong for me, I need your help. If they're too strong for you, I'll come and help you. It's because we're supposed to do this together. The key is it's not I. It's we. And you think, well, do you can you give me additional scriptural references? Yes. Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, teaching them to pray, said, Our Father, who art thou in heaven? Not my Father, who art thou in heaven. Ouch, Dave, that's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. It's <laughs> as big as you're gonna get right there. Because the idea behind this is we are um, typically self-centered. Uh, we never want to be wrong, so let's not. There's no point in lying about that or anything. But but we have too much of the I mindset, and we need more of that we mindset. And so it, it, it wasn't even that weird for Paul to call out, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, I follow Cephas, which is Peter, I follow Christ. And everybody that doesn't get it goes, I follow Jesus, I follow Christ, I follow Christ. And it's like, no, 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 no. There's, it's not supposed to be I. It's supposed to be we. That's the ticket. So that then becomes part of the commandment. Jesus said in the summation of the law, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Okay? You're, you're not excluded, but neither is the other people. See, and that's the problem. And then Jesus said a new commandment I give you in John 13, love one another. The idea behind that is to understand that the love, it's not that you don't love yourself. That's really kind of not where it's going in there. What it is is you love God first and foremost, and then as much as you love you and what you want done to you and what you need done to you and what you need done for you, do that to others. And God will be the reciprocator. He'll bring it back to you. And that way... It's a collective effort. I'm pretty sure that the testimony Jesus gave is, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, by your love one for another, not by your love for yourself. Let's do kids. Okay. All the theologies in the world and just take them and kick them to the side and say, try that thing and let's see how powerful the witness is from the church. You'd be like, Wow. But, you know, sometimes we are a little fleshy, and the church is pretty good at kicking people who are down. Uh, that's true. All right. We. We. Because if we get it, all right, great. All right, folks, you are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Verse 24 in Mark 5, it says Jesus went with them. Sometimes Jesus went there. Sometimes Jesus just spoke the word. Sometimes Jesus went there. It's all. It happens in all different ways. I did 
read this ridiculous thing from this one person who said, you know, Jesus, you know, healed, you know, every single person uh, in the entire uh, community and didn't charge anybody any money. This was, it was, they were trying to make a political argument. And the fact of the matter is he only healed one guy at the, at the pool of Bethsaida. And that was actually a hospital. I was like, what? What do you guys read this stuff? Is this, did you read this? So this is where you pull back from those kind of things, and you go, "Can we just keep it on track with the truth? It's just easier if you just tell the truth and keep it the way it is, and not try and make it fit some kind of narrative." Here's this narrative issued by Scripture itself. Jesus tells Jairus, "Don't, don't ignore what these people are saying. Don't be afraid. Take a stand." Now, I want you to, I'm going to read verse 37. You got to catch what Jesus does. Amazing. He did not let anyone follow him in except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jairus, uh, Jesus saw the commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why is all this commotion? Why all this wailing? The child's not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. And he put them all out and took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Talitha Kaum, Talitha Kaum. And that means, little girl, I say unto you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Remember the woman of the issue of the blood was 12 years of the issue of the blood. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders. Not to let anyone know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. Jesus was still ministering to this little girl, even though she was physically raised from the dead. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. That's how Jesus is, okay? But what I want you to get is Jesus and the disciples and the parents, so they're all there, right? Because you got the parents there as well, right? And everybody's going, she's dead, she's dead, she's dead. And they're making fun of Jesus. What did Jesus do? Kicked him out. You know, for everybody that thinks that everything Jesus did was pull a flower out of his sleeve uh, like a magician and just smiled and uh, and gave everybody an air high five, that's not how it went. Okay? They laughed at Jesus, and he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and disciples who went with him. What did he do? He cleared the air. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our next trivia question. I just told kind of a bad joke over to Chris. Oh, well. <laughs> you have to love me. You're required to. That's what's great about Christianity. You have to love me. If you don't, you're in trouble. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, now we were just talking... About the 10 lepers. We just did that in the very last uh, trivia question. Okay? You have Michael Collin. Excellent job. Answer your first time call. Wonderful to have him. Here's the next question, though, building on top of it. What was the distinctive about the healed leper who returned to thank Jesus? What was the distinctive? In other words, what was unique about that? One who returned. Oh, ooh. If you think you know the answer, then you want to reach out to us. Call 972 445 You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at he must increase 
www.ghostbusters.org for the answer as well. It is here that we also encourage you to check out again the website. Uh, whoops, I hit. I think I hit a button and turned all the lights on. That was probably not a good idea, huh? Okay. I'm working on it. I'm working. <laughs> We're having fun here. My computer just went whoop. Anyway, uh, here is the bottom line. Before we send you over to the website, I want to make sure you understand a couple things. You can put a prayer request in there or a praise report. That's up to you. You can also get the app that is available for download as well. It's an opportunity to invest in our ministry. If you like it, great. We're 100% nonprofit, tax deductible, you know, blah, 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 blah. Not just uh, from the federal government, from the state of Texas. We do the best we can. And if I was making really good money at this, I would probably not talk to you about this a lot, but I'm still under a minimum wage, so I don't want to hear it. Okay, so bottom line, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? bottom line, check it out. Go to, for prayer requests, praise reports, and the opportunity to invest in the ministry, go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Never has a play or a fill bin as more accurate as that. Confused by what's going on right now? Yes. Leave me alone. What was the distinctive about the healed leper who returned to thank Jesus? Isn't that awesome? We have somebody brand new texting in for the first time as well. I just love it. Just keep it up. Remember what our goal is. Not a kvetch fest. We're here to encourage and strengthen one another. That is our goal. Now, I'm trying to think. Did I forget? Oh, yeah, we got history. I knew we had something. There's always something. I said to Noel, we were trying to do our grocery list. I know there's something. It could be something as silly as like pickles, but it could be like, I just, there's just one thing missing. You ever do that? First of all, pickles are silly? No, no. I don't mean it. <laughs> I'm going through this again. Yeah. I don't mean it. Th- Never mind. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that's a good point, actually. Dog food, that's silly. Until the dogs are hungry, then that ain't silly at all. All right, let's do our history real quickly, please. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right, now, there's three things on this that I think are rather unique, and so I'll just share them the best I can. It's thesaurus, thesaurus Day, which is where you get, like, you know, uh, synonyms, anonyms, and things of that nature, uh, and I use them intensely. I think that's a great, great tool for people to use. It gives you kind of a broader vocabulary. It's Winnie the Pooh Day. The only thing I think that's funny about that is uh, we mention Eeyore a lot. <laughs> Too many Christians act like Eeyore. Oh, my. It's my birthday. It's like, come on. Really? I mean, seriously? (laughs) Wow. And then the other thing is it's world. Listen to how they say this, and you have to tell me what you think because it scares me. World Day of the Snowmen. I mean, I can understand Snowman Day. But World Day of the Snowman, it sounds like they are coming to attack or something. It just sounds, I don't know, maybe it's me. It sounds kind of weird. In 1908, on this day, Praise the Lord and Pass the Ammunition was uh, first spoken by Reverend Howell M. Forgey. Did you know that? U.S. Navy chaplain during the Japanese attack, uh, and in, in, uh, there was a Japanese attack, he spoke the encouragement to the crew, Praise the Lord and Pass the Ammunition. 
That was so well known, even my mom knew that line. Isn't that, this is kind of amazing. And then this, I thought, was just like, wow. In 1948, on this day, they had something called the Original Amateur Hour. Okay. It's an amateur hour de- uh, debuted by du- uh, Dumont. It was a continuation of the radio program uh, uh, of the amateur hour from uh, 1934 to 1945. Let me, I just want to read to you who was on it. This is amateur hour. Pat Boone, Gladys Knight, Anne Margaret, Jose Feliciano, Irene Cara, and Tanya Tucker, and they turned down Elvis Presley. <laughs> Wowza! I find stuff like that fascinating. You'll never use it in a trivia, but come on. Uh, Trivia question, then we'll do it again. What was the distinctive of the one leper who came back to thank Jesus? There was something unique about him. What was that? We'll get to that. Yeah, we don't have anybody calling in, so we'll get to it. We'll get right to our teaching. I want to entitle this. This is a DDD, Devotional Diamond of the Day, for those that don't know. This is called God's 2 by 4 That's right. That's, come on. Second Samuel 7, 13 through 15. He will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. When he does wrong... I will discipline him with a human rod and with blows from others. But my faithful love will never leave him as I removed it from Saul. I removed him from your way. Okay. So God is telling David he's going to have a son, and he's telling him, hey, you're going to have a kid. It's going to be great, fantastic. We're going to establish his kingdom. It's going to be awesome. But when he does wrong, I'm going to discipline him. I'm never going to abandon him. I'm not going to jump ship like I did with Saul. But guess what? When he does wrong, I am going to discipline him. So what that makes me think, because I'm that kind of guy, is how does God discipline us? That's what it makes me think about. One of the main ways that God disciplines us is by confronting us by the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 8, it makes reference to the Holy Spirit challenging us in sin. That's a form of discipline. Anybody who's been disciplined by the Holy Spirit, you should take a seat right now and say, thank you, Jesus, because God only disciplines those he loves. It's like, awesome. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6. What you can know from that is this simplicity. If the Holy Spirit has ever challenged you and said no, (laughs) or or however he says it to you, because how he says it to me might be a little rougher, that's proof that God loves you. Isn't that just what it's like? Oh, something good out of something bad right there. The other part about that is how else does God discipline? He creates circumstances for us to be disciplined in so that we will grow and learn. He doesn't create circumstances to 86 us off of the planet or to disenfranchise us from himself. He does it to help us become more like Christ and disciplines us through circumstances and situations, which always turn out for what? For the good. But sometimes when you're getting spanked, it's not as fun. But when you're done, it does do wonderful, wonderful work in our lives. God also corrects us in dreams. Job chapter 33, very specific. 
very specific. There are times where God will confront you on your own sin, on your own circumstances, on your own situation, deep within you, even while you're sleeping. No defense, no anything. You just have to sit there and listen. Because <laughs> in your dream, you're not really controlling as much as you think you are. And the Lord will tell you, that's wrong. And you just got to like go, oh, yeah, that's wrong. Okay, got to stop doing that. Uh, people don't like this one, but it is just a reality. You can't change it. Psalm 32 makes this very clear. Sometimes God uses physical challenges to chastise people. You can say that's not true, but if you read Psalm 32, you find out it's absolutely true. And in fact, David spent an entire psalm talking about his strength being sapped from him because of his sin. His sin put him in a situation where God drained his strength. And that's something that takes place well. That's part of the discipline. And then here's, there's also in this specific verse, God says, I will use human rods and blows from people. God will use other people in your life to discipline you because that's how he makes you pay attention. Okay. Now, is this person going to answer quick enough? We're good on that? Okay. So we're going to go to the answer on the trivia real quickly. This is David. Who am I talking to? My name is Olubenga from Dallas. Hello. How are you? Very well, sir. All right. All right. Now, here, yes. you've got, we got one minute. I think you can do this. Okay. I believe you can pull this off. Straightforward. And by the way, thank you for calling in. I greatly appreciate it. What was the thank distinctive, you, what was unique about the healed leper who returned to thank Jesus? He was the only one that returned. What was distinctive about him? I think it was the fact that Jesus uh, made him whole. Correct. Another thing, what about his background? Do you remember what he was, where he was from? Uh, if he was... Mm, if he, and it was, yes, it, it was actually, uh, 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 it, it was, it was not from, uh, I, I can't remember now. That's okay, that's okay. It, it was not from the tribe that Jesus even expected. Right. You know, it was, it was, yes, it was, you know. From somewhere else, and he was expecting his, his own people to even be more appreciated. Right. I'm going to help you get to the geography of it, okay? Well, we're going to go a little long. We're going to help you get to the geography. Jesus told the parable about the good... The good... The good Samaritan. Ah! So he was from... There you go. There it is. And he was a Samaritan. That was it right there. So he was made whole because the only one that went back to Jesus and Jesus made a reference to being fully healed or fully made whole. And he was the, and he was for a Samaritan, which was people are like, well, Jesus never taught to anybody else but the Jewish people. It's like, well, that's not true. I mean, just, just look at that text. And it's like, excellent yeah. job. Great, great phone call. Great, great job. Very good. All right. God bless you. And call in any time. You are welcome to and you are free to, okay? All right. All right. Thank you. So God bless you. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. There we go. See, we get them there no matter what they're getting there. They're getting there. All right. You're going to take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media, and on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience? Then he says this, don't be afraid. Why should you not be afraid? Because what fear does is immobilizes a person, stops them from moving forward, and it also eats away at faith. Fear has this way. It's kind of like if you think of faith as, uh, I'll do this now, as uh, uh, chocolate ice cream that has peanut butter in it, okay? Uh, That's faith, okay? Fear is like somebody drilling a hole underneath and then taking a little spoon and then pulling some of that faith down, a little scoop by scoop by scoop by scoop. And you don't want your faith reduced because God requires faith to us to engage with him in. That's his requirement. That's the vehicle by which he has chosen to engage with humanity. You don't think God could have said, it's me, you're going to believe, or I'm going to turn you into a fish. I mean, you don't think God could have done that? But he chose the vehicle of faith because that's what he wanted from those that would come to him. A confidence, an assurance in the goodness of God. So Jesus, the first thing he says, ignore it, don't be afraid of it. And then he does this one radically crazy, nutsy, cuckoo line, just believe. And we use that in movies and in books and in fairy tales and all that stuff. We're not talking about any of that stuff. This is believing, looking at a situation just like Abraham did, just like we talked yesterday, how Abraham looked at the circumstance, didn't deny he was old, didn't deny he was past childbearing, and said, I'm just going to believe God anyway. Uh, That attitude of just believe, it's taking a stand in the framework of your faith that says, I'm not moving. Here I am. Call me Bulldog. I'm right here. I'm not going nowhere. My faith is solid. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready to do our final trivia question. A little harder little harder. Usually the fourth one is a little harder. That's kind of how we do it. Okay. But uh, it's not hard, just harder. It's got a dur on it. Who saw Peter and John laying hands on people and asked if he could buy this ability to give the Holy Spirit? Who saw Peter and John laying hands on people and asked if he could buy this ability to give give the spirit who 
was that person. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at he must org. I will mention again, since we had it come up, uh, Eric did a wonderful job sharing a story. And I do want to make sure that everybody knows if you are interested in getting one of our bumper stickers, we're not we don't charge you for it. It's just gonna it just helps me to know if we're getting them collectively how to get as many as possible at one time. And then sending them in the mail, a little trickier than you might think, because you can't just fold them up and put in an envelope. So you gotta get these long goofy envelopes and then you send them in. There's not a lot coming with it. <laughs> just saying so you stamp put the but anyway, if you want it, it says God created the universe, okay? He can write a book. Okay, that's, I, I, I think everybody can understand that. Uh, and then at the bottom it says www.hemustincrease.org, which is our website, which we encourage people uh, to do, uh, to check out, to go to, and so on and so forth. But if you want that, send an email through the website or through any other form, uh, david.hemustincrease.org. Or you can text me, but I got to get your address because I cannot just open up my front door and throw the bumper sticker to you and have it uh, just appear on your car. Besides, if I did that, you know what happened, don't you? It'd land right on the windshield, <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> That's why we want to stay away from that. Okay. All right. You're listening. I'm not making you listen. Uh, who saw Peter and John laying hands on people and asked if he could buy this ability to give the spirit? This is in the book of Acts. He does have a name. And uh, the only hint I'll give you. Should I give my hint? That's kind of. Should I give my hint? Uh, yeah, go for it. All right. uh, you used to play this. Game when you were younger, blank says, uh, and when you were a kid, <laughs> see if you can quite the hint. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, huh? Not too bad. All right, again, if you think you know, you can. Uh, Eric, Eric picked up on that pretty fast. Uh, 972 if you're gonna text, and David at he must increase. Dot org for the email. Please remind me in case I forget because knowing me, I'll just, you know. Okay. Uh, tomorrow will be, I think, a, a real good – I think it's a challenging message, something for us to remember we'll be going through in the second hour, so keep that in mind. This is called Go to Him. Go into Him. Sorry. Second Samuel chapter 7, 2 Samuel 7, verse 18. Then King David went in and sat in the Lord's presence and said, Who am I, Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me this far? Okay. I gravitate to verses like this, okay, because for me, while there's tons of theology on my left ear, there's much more devotion on my right ear. Just the way it is. So it's like, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, seven months away from having a doctorate. And it's like I would I would eliminate that in one split second, all but for just spending more time in the presence of God where the Lord would be in the room with me. I mean, it's just no way, no way it'd be any other way. So King David goes in. He already knows the Lord. He already has favor with the Lord. He goes in and he sits in the Lord's presence, which I think is 
you know, fabulous. I think I, I, I think about this, and I think some people, they really enjoy the Lord's presence during worship. Sometimes at worship at your church, uh, whether you're standing or sitting or whatever, sometimes you just get that sense where the presence of the Lord's a little heavier. Sometimes it's a moment in prayer or a moment in the Word where you, you're reading the Word, and something bounces off the page and hits you in the face, and you're like, going, whoa! And you know something just happened. You just can't define it, but you know something happened. Well, that's what we're talking about. David goes in, he sits before the Lord, he's in the presence of the Lord, and he says this wonderful thing. He says, you know, who am I? You know, I mean, we're, I mean, what is my house? We've done nothing. So he goes in, and I do think the in part's important, because if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. But sometimes Christians seem to be out of Christ, and that does seem to be a problem. He sits in the Lord's presence. So where is that for us? Could be a prayer closet, private mountain time. Could be a sanctuary. Could be a part for yourself for a while. Could be a, like within the garden. Could be within creation. I remember one time in Flagstaff, Arizona, I, I mentioned this before. I was walking up this mountain, and uh, it was uh, 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 thundering. And it was, uh, you know, what's the lightning and thundering. And as I was getting closer and getting closer, I kind of felt like the Lord's presence was there. Uh, but it was lightning and thundering. And so then I stopped and went back the other way because I was scared. <laughs> I mean, I was scared. I was like, I'm going this way now. And I just think that's a uh, a, a big part of it, uh, that, that whatever it is that you truly encounter God with, that's cool. Work with that. Okay? Get that? All right. All right. Uh, of course, I mentioned before as well, my fondest memories kneeling in the church in Flagstaff at 15, 15 Agassiz Street in Flagstaff, Arizona, where I put on worship tapes and just closed the door. I actually locked the door and then closed it and just worshiped and nobody was there and nobody could say anything. And it was just me and the Lord. And it's like the greatest moments because you get a sense of what maybe heaven, heaven will be better than that, but you get this little foretaste. That's like so cool. All right. So... He recognizes that. He goes into the presence of the Lord, which is what we should all be desiring, because that is what heaven's going to be. If you're not in game for that, you're probably not going to like heaven very much. And Second Samuel, the next part of the verse, it says, King David, when he said, you know, who am I, Lord God, and what is my house that you brought me thus far? And I think that's just, it's not false humility to go before the Lord and say, I'm a mess. But David knew he was a mess. David knew he had problems. And he's like, who am I? And who is my, I, we're nothing. And yet you've brought me so far. And, and I think in consideration, a statement that is right to say, in fact, I have the biblical backup for it if we ever want to get into it, is the goodness of God exceeds us. The goodness of God is better than we are. It's better than we can deserve I can't attain to it. You know, I'm sitting there reading the scripture today. I gave you a perfect example. And, you know, Job's whining and whining. <laughs> if you read Job, he does a lot more complaining than you think. And so he's in there. But he says this one thing. Oh, if I, if I just could see eternity, if I could just hold eternity as a hope, I wouldn't ask any questions. I wouldn't say anything. And I wrote right next to that. That's a lot better than I could do because <laughs> I believe in eternity. I see eternity. And then stop me from asking questions. <laughs> Just thinking, that guy really did believe. I mean, maybe he was really having a you know a theological breakdown. He wasn't really understanding eternity. But boy, I want that. I want to have that. You know, that spirit that says, "I love you, God. I want to be closer to you." And and who am I? I'm nothing. And you're everything. And you're so kind. Thanks. 
I just think that's cool. I don't I don't think there's anything but that. That that's the greatest thing of all these things, right? All right. We got trivia, right? We got to still answer trivia. Okay. Let me read the trivia now that I've given the hint. I gave the hint and I do think that many more people came through on that. It was a pretty good hint, right? Okay. Who saw Peter and John laying hands on people and asked if he could buy this ability to give the spirit? And the answer is Simon. Simon was the one. And uh, he was, uh, if you guys remember, and I'm not going to give you the full quote, though I could. uh, I'm not going to give you the full quote. When Peter said to him, your money perish with you. That's not how we would say that. Okay. Your money perish perish with you okay but the way we would say it that's the way the beers i didn't write it it's just what it says okay uh a lot of fun in the show i'm glad we got some extra time because i want to pray for everybody in their health so i mentioned that before and i just want to do that real quickly okay so we're going to close it out with a, a corporate prayer father we come before you right now in the powerful wonderful name of jesus christ we ask for help from the holy spirit to guide us in this time of prayer We are praying for the people that can hear my voice, that hear one another, touch one another, love one another, support one another. We're just asking so uh, sincerely, Lord, that you would physically touch people in our audience. Encourage them. Give them energy and strength and healing and let them testify to that. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, folks, you have been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.